0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. As we head into Christmas, Andy, uh, the Lakers have landed themselves decidedly on the naughty list with a terrible, terrible game on Thursday. Uh, The final game under the name of Staples Center at the big arena downtown. The Lakers lose 138 to 110. They look mentally tired. They look physically tired. And they've got some big problems ahead of them we'll talk about all of it on locked on lakers you are locked on lakers your daily los angeles lakers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day want to thank everybody for making locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday. We post this thing for you bright and early. So no matter where you're listening to your podcast, how you listen to your podcasts, uh, we are available for you. Uh, appreciate all the support. The podcast is getting, try to make another locked on podcast, your second listen of every day. If you can, um, the, the, the bad news is really starting to pile up for the Lakers. They lost their fourth in a row, Andy. Um, on thursday night they are now under 533 games into the season 16 and 17 this after a 138 to 110 uh loss to san antonio um really the spurs controlled this one i guess from the middle of the first quarter on and the lakers looked slow they looked tired um, they looked mentally wasted physically wasted um, this is about I think as low a point as I think we've seen all season long. And there have been some other candidates, I think.
1: I mean, it's this is I think at least it seems it to me. Maybe you disagree. Well, no, 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 no. I was gonna say, I mean, it in some ways it depends on how you specifically define low point, just because the Lakers, because this season has been so up and down and at times so disappointing. There have been losses that I would say were either worse or more inexcusable, more inexplicable, all stuff like that. This, though, feels like a low point, potentially, if nothing else, because it seems like it really feels like a low point to them. Like Forget what we think covering this team. Forget what fans think covering this team. It feels like watching them on the court during this game, the uh, adieu to Staples Center and then afterwards hearing guys talk like it feels right now like these guys are just absolutely miserable and they have no idea when this misery is going to end much less how do they actually claw their way out of it well here's here's my here's my concern and i think you're exactly right and that's really what i'm getting at
0: you could see it during the game the body language a couple moments where lebron was outwardly frustrated whether it was with you know missed defensive rotations um, with Dwight Howard, you know, fouling at the rim or whatever it might be. Some of the different things that were happening to them defensively, they got torched defensively on Thursday night. I'm um, just absolutely annihilated in ways that they've quite frankly, haven't been for a little while. And let's, let's focus, you know, to some degree on that, cause that's where a lot of the questioning was, but it wasn't the only problem. And I actually don't think it's the biggest problem they have right now, um, and so we'll get to that in a second, but like you could see the frustration with LeBron. You could see it with other players. You could see the miscommunications over and over and over again. You know, Lakers got within, I think it was, you know, 10 or something in the, in the third quarter. It looked like they were making a little bit of a run in three of four possessions, THT and Rondo miscommunication on a uh, Derek white pick and roll. And they both go after the roller the screener and white steps back and hits a three next play down. Jamario Jones, Eve doubles does something, you know, that THT wasn't expecting or should have expected or something. And, uh, Kate Bates job who scored 30 freaking points on 11 shots and did not miss, um, gets a backdoor layup and then they lose a bucket and transition again to job. And so like it just, every time they made a little bit of progress, the Spurs, did something, the Lakers made a a mistake. And when you make that many mental mistakes, it weighs you down. You start to slow down physically as well. And the Lakers can't afford to slow down physically because they're already kind
1: of slow. Okay, there was a moment in this game where Keldon Johnson got an offensive rebound for the Spurs, where (laughs) I am not exaggerating. Nobody, none of the five Lakers Moved at all, and and I don't. I, I tweeted this out at, at Cam Brothers. I don't even mean it like they were slow to move, or like when you talk about like the cliche, everyone's standing around. It felt like nobody on the Lakers was breathing, like they're no. Remember, you remember blowing. a couple of
0: years ago that the thing with like you know like the statue game or whatever it was, like you know every office was doing it, where you you film everybody's like frozen like a statue that was like a big deal on the internet for a little while. almost like the ice bucket challenge. Like that was what it looked like. They
1: were all just frozen in place. Yeah. I mean, and it was just one of many offensive rebounds that the Spurs beat the Lakers to not that that's necessarily surprising because it's been an issue for the Lakers all season. Like you said, you know, their, their rotations tonight, whether you're talking about guarding a three point line, you know, I, I actually texted to you during the game. I, I'm not saying this would have solved it, but if I was Fisdale, I would have told guys, don't ever double at all. Just got everybody. I, 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 and who's to up. Know,
0: I don't know if they were supposed to be. Like I don't know if Fizzdale talked, he did talk after the game about you know making a, a a very making a very specific point intentionally, I think, to note like what they're doing defensively, even when they kind of dumb it down. Is complicated, and when you have, you know, everybody needs to be on the same page. Everybody needs to be on a string, and blah blah blah. They've got Jamario Jones playing. They've got Isaiah Thomas playing, and like you know, I T was a crap defender when he was like at his peak. Um, And so, so it's like he's not familiar with the system, and you know, he's he's older, and he's you know, so like they are not in a position. And LeBron noted after the game, most of their best individual and team defenders to whatever degree they have them are unavailable. Trevor Ariza entered the protocols ahead of Thursday's game. Austin Reeves is still there. Kent Bazemore is in them um Avery
1: which I Bradley. actually
0: I Avery Bradley I hadn't even realized Bazemore was in them. I had to be reminded because he plays so little anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, but you know but, but it, like, it, but but it's like right to a, that like they are they're not well set up for it and then you know you're going to get all those mistakes and it just like the, the frustration was palpable through my television
1: tonight well but also too like you could see and I'm not even saying it takes a basketball genius to recognize go do this but it just speaks to how the spurs really recognized something is working and just keep laying into it until it stops bleed that rock forever the Absolutely. spurs came into this game a- averaging 10.5 threes per game, which is 30th in the league. 29.8 threes taken per game, also 30th. This is not a team that takes or makes threes particularly often. In this game, they were 18 for 39, 46% from behind the arc. And they were bombing. And you, uh, Stu and, and Billy Mack during the game even commented like, you know, this is not a team that necessarily takes... You know any, anything outside the arc, but like they were recognizing this team either is not going to guard us, incapable of guarding us. Both. Who cares? The reason why? Right. We but, I mean, look, I want. think
0: there was there was probably some you know at the beginning of the game probably a little bit of of hey let's let's keep them in the perimeter let's try to you know limit their transition if they're going to take a lot of threes if that's the way they beat us fine but at some point it's like you know. Maybe stop letting. I mean, it's also too. It's what you let, what you give up. How open are these threes? How quickly are you closing? I mean, out? those are, are threes guys,
1: weren't much more guarded than if I was guarding them from my house. Right. I mean, That's like some thing. of these it's were like, just insanely open,
0: and based on breakdowns all over yes. the floor. And I just say it was it was a lousy effort defensively. Um, one where you know I I think that. You know, fans were upset about the defense. The media was pretty much focused on the defense, asking questions about the defense after it was done. But I got to be honest with you, I don't think this is the team's fundamental problem, aside from all the the, um, the issues of who's available, which is the overarching theme of what's happening right now. We'll talk about that because it's very relevant, I think, to the mental fatigue, um, Andy, that you noted earlier. But their bigger problem is the other side of the ball right now. So let's talk about that next.
1: Lockdown on Lakers brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, one or just forgot about. On average, people save up to seven hundred twenty dollars a year with Truebill. Company makes subscription companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, but Truebill makes it incredibly. Simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and they have helped them save over $100 million collectively. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. Lock on Lakers.
0: also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. It's a Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with so much decadent flavor, covered in so much chocolate, but it's also so amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and so high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Well, you have the raspberry, or the mint brownie, the cherry, the double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, Doesn't matter. Pick one; they're all good. And Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need uh, to to handle all the Christmas sales. You know, if you haven't done your shopping yet, you got like one more day. But then the post Christmas sales, you got to battle shoppers. You got to get ready for New Year's. You got to go work out. You know, and 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 start to feel like you're you're entering twenty twenty two on a high note. Built Bar gives you something extra to keep you going, whatever it is you're doing. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. and if you want to cozy up to something warm, here's a holiday secret: dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa and let it melt a little and give your beverage a built of that built a bit of that built bar flavor. Plus, you have a nice melty built bar to go with it. So uh, just make sure you have a couple napkins with you. Go to built.com, use the promo code Locked15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's the promo code Locked15 to get 15% off at built.com. We've we've noted a couple possessions from Thursday's game, Andy, that uh were shocking and terrible. I, I think though, my favorite in air quotes was one in the third quarter where LeBron gets the ball up the floor and he's pushing, and um it's LeBron and it's four spurs, might have been five, and it's LeBron and it's five spurs, and up, uh, and then he takes just like a screw-it kind of step-back three-pointer. And right at that point, uh, you see DeAndre Jordan and Isaiah Thomas enter the frame on TV. So they're close enough to the three-point line that you can see them. This is with 13 seconds left in the shot clock. Um, I think this is an example, first, of the mental fatigue that you're talking about um, that settles in, even with guys like Isaiah who ought to be busting their ass every minute of every game. Uh, just try to stick in the league but also the problem that they're having offensively this team cannot score um particularly outside of leBron and and Russell Westbrook though those guys in Thursday's game were combined 27 of 46. they scored 66 very efficient points between them um and you know eight turnovers isn't Terrible uh, between the two of them, given how much ball handling they do. The rest of the lineup gave them nothing. And if if they don't put the ball on the floor, LeBron doesn't score. uh, Russ doesn't put the ball on the floor and go try to score. They can't score at all. And I think that, as much as anything, is what is sapping their energy
1: and making it very difficult for them to win games. Uh, To put this in perspective, Brian, um, it's not just that the Spurs bench Outscored the Lakers bench sixty-nine to twenty. Uh, Keta Bates Yap, who entered this game uh, averaging a robust four points per game, rounding up, and he owned by owned by zero percent of the leagues in, in my Yahoo basketball league. He outscored the Lakers bench thirty to twenty. So beyond the defense that they clearly were not playing on a guy who was eleven for eleven. From the field again somebody who averaged four points per game rounding up the Lakers couldn't even keep pace with that dude as a bench Andy, like they, they I'll, just I'll do you score one better right now you can take Carmelo
0: Jones both of them because both Jones played Mason Jones and, and Jamario Jones Uh both played Um, so Dwight Ellington Mello Jones Jordan Huff. Rondo, Thomas, and other Jones. They had 31 points. So that seven group of seven outscored Bates job by one freaking point. One point. Seven guys outs, you know, and we're not talking about, you know, DeJounte Murray or any of these other dudes who were supposed to score. You know, Derek White, who's a good player, put up 23. All the, like, Lonnie Walker had 21. Like, th- that is insane and it it really gets to the issue like the the offense james worthy pointed out in the not that you know and everybody could see it like there was even by lakers standards no movement no off ball action zero happening um for the lakers away from the ball and i'm not I, i don't exactly know why i just know they were really standing still um like they, 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 there is nothing from this supporting cast. They, they can't figure out a way to get these guys to be more productive. Um, they're screwed because the talent gap. Like the third best player available for the Lakers right now is Tht. Maybe it's Mellow. Maybe it's you know. Let's say he's back soon. It's Austin Reeves. Maybe like I, I, I realize we still have LeBron maybe if he's back probably becomes that certainly offensively he becomes their third most talented player i don't care who they're playing other than maybe the nets on saturday because literally nobody is available for them other than james harden has been cleared and and should be ready to go like there may not be a a team in the nba with a worse third best player than tht or you know wayne ellington or Carmelo Anthony or whatever. I mean, no disrespect to Melo. He's done pretty well, but like that's not good. Like that is talent wise is not enough. Like, yeah, Keldon Johnson. I don't know who you think the third best player. Sorry, on the Spurs is whether it's Keldon Johnson or Lonnie Walker or, you know, Derek White or DeJounte Murray or Doug McHugh. Apparently, or uh, Bates Diop. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> Kata Bates Diop. Jock Landale. Um, who sounds like a made-up person, (laughs) just completely. I That's just... They they have to figure out a way to make it because 66 points, efficient points, from LeBron and Westbrook and lose by 28 is disturbing
1: (laughs) at its best. Well, but here's the issue, though, that I think they're dealing with right now. Beyond whatever stuff that's happening on the court right now that you do think is within their power to correct. I mean, you know, take... Take things that you look at and say, this is simple execution on either side of the ball or this is simple awareness on either side of the ball. This is simple effort on either side of the ball. Those things that you think they can do. Right now with guys between injuries and COVID protocols that they are missing and keep going in and out of the lineup and the toll that it's, pay- that it's paying right now on LeBron and Russ to try to carry this thing, there's a lot right now that you can tell they don't know how to figure out. Like they don't even know how to begin to go figuring it out because to be totally honest, without even looking to make excuses for them, this is reality. There's a lot that they are not in a place to figure out because you need a foundation to do it. And there's only so much that you can ask LeBron and Russ to carry things night in and night out with a really subpar supporting cast at the moment. And from the beginning of the season, literally training camp, with Trevor Ariza going in for surgery, like the minute this, thing, you know, basically they marked training camp with Trevor Ariza's surgery and all the different injuries that they've had, Kendrick Nunn has still not stepped on the court for this team. There's been nothing to build on. And you can feel that this is just growing in terms of frustration and confusion and exasperation, just like the idea of when are we even going to be able to put ourselves in the position to figure out what the hell we have on this team or not. Like we we were texting about this, Brian. Like in some ways, I think, as disappointing as it would be for this team, if they were where they are right now with a full roster, that would really, really suck and it would be incredibly underwhelming. And it would speak to big questions that need to be answered in terms of the front office and the future of this organization but at least they would know something tangible. This is even worse because you can talk yourself into believing that something better actually lies ahead if you were in a position to get it. Like regardless of whether you think that this team at full strength could do it or not, put that aside. Mm-hmm. They're not even in a position to truly say we know one way or the other. Right, And I think that's actually yeah. worse. Than, that's well, actually worse
0: than knowing it makes it harder to solve the problem, but let's let's talk. Let's stay here because LeBron's post game session with the media, I thought was was as revealing as any he has had uh, over the course of the year, and he said some stuff that I think gets to the point that you're making um, in ways that I found a little disquieting. Um, and I, I I wonder if there's a little going on here in LeBron's mind.
1: Um, that he may not be saying out loud. Let's talk about it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, Write down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the games start. So,
0: on the surface, Andy, I, I think what LeBron was saying lines up perfectly with what you were just talking about heading into the break. Like, hey, we haven't, like he said, like, what's our starting lineup? Like, we don't even know what our starting lineup is. You know, 33 games in or whatever it is, we don't know our starting lineup. Is it me? Is it all three of us? Is it Other than like the three, the big three, we don't know what it is. And even that, we don't know what it is because the big three has been together very much either. And you could look at LeBron's body language in this game and just see the, it, it just... I mean, I'm out here bawling, and it—not saying he was perfect, missed, you know, defensively, whatever—but like he was pretty effing good on, he on Thursday.
1: Problem.
0: And it just doesn't matter. Like that—that that understanding. LeBron's been around long enough to know that. Well, okay, night like Thursday, I, I'm I'm rolling. There's nothing. He even said it. Like you know, our job is to get everybody's rolling, and he he, he stopped himself before saying. You know, and the other guys didn't step up. And he's like, Yeah, we just had trouble scoring. He he chain he he caught himself before. Here's my bigger concern. I mean, it does not you don't have to be a basketball savant in the way that LeBron is to to look at what was going on tonight, uh, you know, Thursday night and be like, okay, this is just not enough. They, they don't have it. I wonder if while LeBron says we haven't had the group together. We haven't seen what it looks like. We haven't had X. We haven't, all of which is true. If, because he is a basketball savant, he has seen actually has seen enough to know that the, you know, the, 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 the ship isn't going to, to, isn't equipped to get where they need to go. Um, that he can put the pieces together. LeBron is famous for being five, six, seven, eight steps ahead of everyone that, well, what's happening on a, in a game? He's not a moron, and I wonder if he sees the same potential. It's like even when everybody's together, it ain't enough. And I don't know. And that's me looking at LeBron's body language in a game on television. It's me playing armchair psychologist from, you know, down you know eight miles away six miles away in a post game over zoom but i mean if if the rest of us can see where this might not work i wonder if he at least understand i'm not saying he's got to give up or give in and there's probably a part of him that says i just have to do more russell have to do more ad will have to do more but i i you understand what i'm getting at here that well, he sees I mean, the
1: writing on the wall well here's a here's a question to your question. How capable do you think LeBron is of admitting he was wrong? Because about the Russ deal, well, just about the Rust deal and the byproducts of the Rust deal. Which well, he is certainly can't say
0: to himself, period.
1: I mean, because that's part of that acknowledgement. Part of no, that I understand,
0: but I mean, he's not going to. Uh, the only reason I ask that is because he's not going to say it out loud. Um, I,
1: I'm not. A, I'm not. No, but I'm just saying.
0: That's why I asked. You know, I'm thinking aloud right here. here. So right, it's like but
1: it, to himself. Sure. That well, that's what I'm talking about, though, because you're talk. What you are ultimately saying is what LeBron is thinking, but not saying out loud. And part of coming to that realization would also be him recognizing I was wrong. I pushed the team in a direction that was flat out wrong. Right, or at the very least, it should be. Well, if it is, well, it's flawed but thinking. I think though, you're right. But that's part of coming to that realization. And I think for guy, and I don't even mean this as a slam on LeBron. I'm just saying guys like LeBron, guys like Kobe, you know, the true people who are truly great. Like, I mean, like historically great at what they do often have a very difficult time recognizing when there's, they were wrong. There's no question. They, maybe, they ever, maybe they, you know, maybe can completely compartmentalize those two facets of the question. I just think it's an it's an interesting part of that realization. You no, know, you're exactly if that's right. Where you're exactly right. And I, I, I you know, I, whether he says
0: the pieces don't work because guys aren't performing the way they should, it, you know, the the formula is there. It's someone else's fault or whatever, and, as opposed to looking at it like probably should. You know, I love Russ. I probably should have left well enough alone here or whatever it might be. I don't know. I do think to your point, like. Westbrook seems better at that sort of compartmentalization than LeBron does. Um, You know, and even, you know, he's no moron either. Um, And I, the veteran part about this team is one of those things that kind of makes me... It makes me suspicious sometimes at their ability to come back because these guys have seen so much basketball that they know... What works and what doesn't, um, and again, you can't quit, can't do anything. This roster is very difficult to change, and they're going to try to make it work. And I believe them when they say they're going to try to make it work. But it, I, I, I have to wonder at this point if that little kernel of doubt is starting to creep in because you know the Lakers said you know we 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 said like it was pretty clear the Lakers were taking a bunch of stuff and you, we're going to throw it at the wall, and half of it. Hopefully, will stick, and if half of it sticks and guys play well, then this could be a pretty damn good team. And they've underperformed to where I thought there would be, and other people, and even people who thought there could be problems. But you go through all these one-year guys, and with all the caveats that apply, I'm not saying it's it's there aren't circumstances. Very little of it has worked. Um, you know, Melo, I think, has generally played about as well as you could reasonably expect tailed off a little bit in part because they've had to use him too much. Um,
1: Monk, I, I think, I has think been ultimate, fine, I But I think like, ult- it just hasn't worked. Well, I think, though, ultimately, in terms of the, the specificity of those doubts, comes down to whether or not they have doubts that they will ever be able to get the opportunity to prove it one way or the other. Maybe. Or whether they just think, you know what, I've seen enough. I don't even know if we I don't think it's going to work even if we had everybody together like we've seen enough of each other in practices we've seen enough of each other in games even when the the players themselves have been scattered with you know their with their presences and you know guys in and out of line all that stuff like at this point I'm envisioning what the pieces look like and I'm envisioning something that doesn't work versus just like you know what this season feels snake bit and we're never going to get the opportunity, or it feels to them like we are already run out of time to get this thing going the right sure. way. Like we're just not gonna have the opportunity. So it's maybe it, it could
0: be and it could be a little bit both. I'm just wondering, right. like the, a veteran team, and we'll we'll quit here and 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 look forward to hopefully a
1: happier Monday. Um there's the, there's the Christmas Day game, assuming it assuming it even happens at this point. No, protocol, that, you know. that game is gonna happen. Okay, um, really but, quick. This was let me just, I'll just me say
0: this the the a, a younger team is more capable of fooling itself into believing that things will like you they're they're able to they're too dumb and they're able to more talk easily talk yeah. themselves into something sometimes uh, i think is is a, is a possibility anyway that's my last thing on that
1: what were you going to say um do you think right now for the lakers they would consider it more of a disappointment if the Christmas Day game got canceled, just between oh, cancel that, cancel that bad boy. The, the <laughs> Lakers want
0: the the Lakers want the NBA to do what the NHL has done and take a little hiatus. Like, that, there's zero question in my mind that the Lakers would 100% welcome a pause in the NBA season. Yeah, they most of these guys it. are they rich enough that they get. They could handle the uh, missed game checks. If oh, I'm really sure they give they give they they you know throw a little money at Austin Reeves and every. I'm not look. I I 100. They would never say it out loud. They will you know. LeBron said you know yeah it sucks like you know the the luster is gone. It's still a privilege to play on Christmas. Blah blah blah. Everyone else tried to do the but the Lakers as an organization inject all these guys with Truce and be like oh my like we could get two. Think about all the benefits you get. Guys get out of the COVID protocol. Anthony Davis doesn't miss two games. You know, they stop for two weeks. Anthony Davis is two weeks closer to returning without missing any games. Like, hell yes, they would want the the league
1: to 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 pause. <laughs> I kind of laughed when I heard Le- LeBron was talking about, you know, just like the the stature and the prestige of these Christmas Day games and how much he's really enjoyed being a part of these. And you know, he said that like some of his favorite Christmas Day games, because he's pretty much always played on Christmas. What uh, took place against the Lakers at Staples Center. And I was thinking, yeah, I don't blame you because in 2009, your Cavs beat the Lakers so bad, fans threw foam fingers on the court. They were so yeah. upset. I'm sure you enjoyed yourself. It gave them the sure foam they're... finger. Remember that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. That was not I, a good that, game. You and I covered that game. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that before. I mean, it was like it was like a flurry like a straight up storm mm-hmm. of foam fingers like it was really lucky what, it wasn't like good thing it night. wasn't
0: a machete giveaway yeah <laughs> it would have been yeah. really it, ugly on the floor
1: it was crazy um
0: anyway um so saturday i who the hell knows what's going to happen on saturday's game um, I don't know. I just hope it's an entertaining product. I hope people start getting out of the protocols as quickly as they've gone into them and the NBA can move past this. Um, there is some interesting news. Perhaps we'll talk about it next week um, about how uh, they're going to change the protocols in ways that I actually think might be uh, appropriate. But for right now, man, the Lakers are just like, all this stuff is incidental. Lakers are under 533 games in the season. And, you know, they've got a Minnesota team coming, chasing them down. This San Antonio team was chasing them down. Um, the Western Conference is cooperating a little bit. Still not, you know, a bunch of great teams out there. Unders 500 still leaves the Lakers sixth. But, you know, the the the, the forecast is bleak um, looking forward. Hopefully they can turn it around. Uh, but anyway, we'll see everyone Monday. Have a great Christmas. Have a safe holiday uh, celebrating with your family with your friends however you do it or whatever you've got going on on saturday um and uh we'll see everybody next week